And welcome to this week's episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Uh, my name is Brandon. And I am Craig. You sound like a sporting announcer. Hey, everybody, welcome to Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati by the Ohio River as the Reds and the Braves kick off a three-game. That's what it sounded like. And going for their 100th loss is the Cincinnati yeah, Reds. Yeah, let's not even go down that road. Allison, Sue, we won't go down that road. By the way, Sue, if you're listening, this is actually Craig. And this is Brandon. Yeah, so we don't really sound that like. I don't think she so was either. doing that to us yesterday again, talking she about she was. That. Yeah, but anyway, it's uh, as we uh, as we sat here, both of us are drinking Tim Hortons coffee. We are as I was coming into church today, it was like forty three degrees. There was frost on. I don't know what it was, but like I took the dog out this morning, there was frost in my lane. Forty three degrees. Yeah, I know it was had to be. I could see my breath. I feel like that scene in Groundhog Day, you know, when he wakes up and the thing goes, hey, it's cold out there, campers, you know, it's like, so just put your little hand in mine. That's the song that's playing. By the way, Sue, that's Brandon, not me, he's doing that. I got you, babe. So. Wow. (laughs) But you're right, it is very chilly out there, but the Tim Hortons makes it better. It does make it better. And um, so, so we were supposed to hit into the mid-70s by Wednesday, but then did you see the the temps coming up on Friday? I have not. We're talking high of 53 like a low of 32. So okay. there's a cold front movie. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, last night when we were, by the way, um, we had worship um, around the campfire mm-hmm. and 40 mile an hour winds was awesome. It, it was like good. 45. But. Yeah, no, but it was, it, it was a little windy, but it was awesome. It, it was, was a beautiful night. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Jocelyn helped, um, yep. you know, you lead. And so we were talking and, um, I, she said something about the weather. It's like, you know, I haven't really looked at the weather. She's like, what? You're, you're, you're my meteorologist. My like, meteorologist yeah. hasn't looked at the weather. Exactly. She's like, how am I going to know how to play it? Exactly. <laughs> she knows me so well. It's central Ohio in fall. You don't know how to plan. You really don't. And that's what I was telling my wife this morning when, when I left the house, I told her, I said, man, I said, if I dress for the way it is right now, I will be burning up by noon, so right. I'm going to dress the way I want to dress by noon, and I'll just freeze until it happens. So he's sitting noon. here in a pair of shorts and sneakers <laughs> and a t-shirt with a lightweight jacket on, and here I'm sitting with a pair of jeans and sneakers and a some Mexican. kind of pink poncho. It's a it's not pink, Mister Colorblind. We can talk about your colorblindness, but oh, what well, you were like? Yeah, a few minutes ago you were like. Hey, it was it was it felt really good to be under time yesterday. Yeah, I felt like my my clock at one point said five fifty six. Mm-hmm. That was in, and I was in the green still. That was in the red. You're colorblind. Okay. So what are you saying? I went over you went over five something. Okay. Well, there's something I got to explain to you, and I don't. I know I've said this before, and I'll remind you again. Blah blah blah. I think blah, I did that yesterday. Blah. You did that yesterday. But anyway, um, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Mm-hmm. There's really no way you can fight that. So, you know, it wasn't really me. You can blame the spirit. Okay, so there's no way you can fight that or me because if I were to do that, you know, you're like, well, that doesn't count for you. The Holy Spirit's not allowed. No, to it actually doesn't count. The Holy Spirit only works in one person. I told you stage. a little bit ago, Jordan, our, our oldest daughter, she's almost 11. She looked at Christy Matlack last night. And because I closed out, we had a couple scriptures and said, okay, we're going to sing these last two songs, and they're just going to remind us of, of our promise of heaven and, and whatnot. And so we sang those two songs, and I went back, and we sang a couple choruses of the Solid Rock. 
And at that point, we started singing that third song, and she turned to Chrissy Matlock, and she said, Ugh, I thought my dad said we were only singing two more songs. <laughs> she was ready to roll. She was She was ready to go She home. was ready to roll. She was ready to roll in song number two. Right. Um, but, but, you know, if you guys were there last night, thank you for being there. Mm-hmm. It was a great night. I, I don't know. We probably had 50 maybe. Yeah, probably around, around 50 there, 40 or so. 50. And um, it was really a good night. The wind did kick it up a few times. But it, I, I was talking to um, Jeff Evans after the uh, worship time, and uh, we both commented that if it wasn't raining, or it wasn't raining, wasn't uh, windy, um, it would have been almost a perfect oh, night. You could have sat there forever. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and that would have helped the fire go better, too. That wind was blowing that right. fire But everywhere. Allison said this morning, she's like, even with the wind, she's like, you know, it's like the grass and the trees were waving and praising God. Is, oh, exactly. Is, so that was, yeah. that was kind of cool. That's and, a good perspective. And we did have sun. And so mm-hmm. it, it was, if, it, if there, there was no sun, I think it would almost been a little bit too chilly. It would have been. Yeah, um, if it had been cloudy, it would have been rough. Um, but we had, uh, it was a good night. And, um, so thank you guys, those of you who, sh- um, came and showed up and sang. And it really is all about, you know, worshiping God mm-hmm. and, and praising Him. And Jeff had a really good, um, comment afterwards. He's like, this was a, he said, this was a great night. He said, um, um, he goes, setting under a canopy that God created, he said, it doesn't get much better than that. Amen. And so I agree Amen with to that. that. Yep. So the word canopy was a good word. It was a good word. I like to use that in more of casual conversation. So I've been thinking about that since then. You're trying to come up with certain sentences. Yeah, and... it's like, uh, what a great canopy we are under here right now. <laughs> what what would this be we're setting under? Uh, it's called a ceiling, Craig. It is a ceiling. What is that, spackling? It looks like, yeah. Spackling. We're setting under a canopy of spackling right now. Right. But um, anyway. God uh, did not create it, but he created the person who did. We are. <laughs> oh man, let's just end this episode and start all over. Hey, so I know you said we weren't going to talk baseball, but I, I got to brag a little bit. Okay, this is that's Brandon talking. We're going to go right like now. forty-five seconds here on baseball, and then I promise we will jump back out of it. But was watching Sunday night baseball last night, Braves and the Mets, probably the biggest. Um, series right now in Major League Baseball. There's like three games left in the season, and right. the Braves were up one game on the Mets in the NL East, and they were going for the sweep last night, swept the Mets, beat them, and puts us two games up, gave us 100 wins for the season, and puts our magic number at one. So if the Braves win one more game, they clinch the NL East. So the Braves are one of three teams right now with 100 wins. Right. We got the uh, Dodgers. Mm-hmm. We got the uh, Astros, Astros with yep. Dusty Baker. And then we've got the Atlanta Braves with whoever that is down there. I don't know who the manager is. The, is it's, it uh, uh, Bobby Brock, Cox? No, it's, no, Bobby, poor, bless his soul. He's not hadn't been doing well this yeah. year. But uh, it's Brian Snitker. Okay. And um, so – Awesome for the Braves, but um, on the other side of that, we have the Cincinnati Reds, who are sitting ninety nine losses. Like we got three games to go. There's a we could either lose a hundred games or a hundred and two games. So we'll see what happens. They're chasing a hundred in an all different my way. Goodness, yeah, another whole thing like this. But you know, you gotta you gotta realize that you know, and we'll close this up, Sue and Allison. So bear with us for just a second. Um, the New York Mets have had a really. I mean, the Braves has had a fine season, and they're 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 the defending world champs. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that's good for them, and I'm glad to see them doing that. But the New York Mets have had a swing season, and, um, you know, you, you gotta hand it to, uh, Buck Showalter, and, um, I, <laughs> I, I like Buck, but anyway, he has done a really good job. He's a good he manager. Yes. He yep. And he had nothing to work with in Baltimore. For sure. Literally, and he mm-hmm. had nothing but attitude problems yep. and front office problems and 
I mean, I can't even believe he lasted 10 years without walking out, but he did. Oh, absolutely. And, um, but I'm, I was glad that the Mets gave him a shot. And I know you, you know, he's with the Mets and you don't care for him, but he really And that's is why I don't good, care for him because he really is a Mets. good guy. Like, really I actually didn't mind him when he was ba- with Baltimore. Yeah. Cause he just flew under the radar. And you're 100% right. I love watching Buck Showalter in the, um, in the, he in the never center. looks happy. He never looks happy. Yeah. It, they he can be, win 20 to five. Yep. And he has the same expression. He can lose exactly. by 10 runs. He has the same expression. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and to his credit, you were right. They did have a, a really big swing season. Um, just a great season all around. However, they were showing some statistics last night. Yeah. At one point in the season, the Mets were up 10 and a half games on the Braves in the NL East. And we went on a tear. Well, that's the, that's the beauty of baseball. That's the beauty of streaks. That's the beauty of balance. And, um, we, we went on a tear like I'm the manager, or the third baseman or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you played a big role in that, so congratulations. Hey, I cheer hard. Did you get a ring last year? <laughs> no, I almost did. Justin's uh, yeah, was yeah. selling them, but oh, I, I didn't feel Those like paying for it. Those yeah. would be pricey. They were cool rings. So anyway, we better cut the baseball short because we're going to hear about it. We will. We're going to hear about we it. Will. And um, so again, Sue, thank you for bearing with us. This is hey. Craig. And this is Brandon. Thanks for joining us for Monday Morning Baseball Recap with uh, Brandon and Craig. Exactly. But um, hey, uh, good day yesterday. It was a very good day. It was a very good day. Um, it was. Um, I wasn't sure. I thought we were going to be alone for service, like, and we finished up a little early with our run through. The worship team did, okay, but like there was no one in there, right? And I'm like, um, is At, this April Fools? Did the rapture happen and we get left? Egg, oh my! I was standing back at the sound booth at nine o two, and it was bare. And, and all then we ended of up with sudden, over a hundred people in there. All of a sudden, um. It just, the doors were open and it was a line of people. And I looked over at Alice and I said, did they just let out a Greyhound Ma- or something? Maybe or? they forgot to unlock the doors and they oh were all standing goodness. outside. It's like a, they let a bus out and yeah. people were just coming in. So I think what happens is they get talking. Mm-hmm. They got their coffee, they're talking and they walk in at the last minute. That happens to me sometimes too. I was doing that second service and I was talking and I looked up and Alice and I felt my phone vibrating. Alice and text me and she's like fyi the countdown's running and i looked up and was like oh i should have been up there 20 seconds ago right hey i i, I yesterday i'm usually get stopped because you know i'm hanging around and talking out here i never hardly ever get back to the connections cafe i saw you down in the there. fellowship hall and so um i left yesterday and sometimes people ask me for things can you send me this quote can you do this so i go back to the office and send it so i right. won't forget it and then by the time i get out um, you know, check in at the sound booth or check in at the, um, stream room. And by the time I get out, then somebody talks to me and I never get down to the, uh, connections cafe hardly. Right. And, um, so yesterday I got down to the, I literally dr- took my mic off and I went down to the connections cafe and, um, and there was, um, started talking to the Fetters and, and then Willie right. and John were down there sat at the table and then, um, church let out and I just, you know, you know how it happens. You just got caught. I really enjoyed being down there and yeah. it was fun. And I have to be honest with you. I've been back there a few times when, you know, I know that, uh, John and uh, Tammy do the Connections Cafe on a Sunday and uh, Wyatt and Sue do it. And, and we also have Randy and Robin. And I don't mm-hmm. know who, who else does that. Do you know? I'm missing somebody. So I'm sorry I'm missing you right I'm now. Sure. 
My I'm, kids should do it. They enjoy. I'm, I'm missing. So if I if I missed out. you, let me know. Don't take it as a slight. I just my mind just went blank. And uh, but I got to thank everybody who actually puts in so much work on the Connections Cafe. For and sure. Like this past Sunday, there was some good stuff down there. Like the Fetters made all that stuff. Yeah. She made all that and brought it in. And uh, so I really appreciate you guys um, doing that. That's mm-hmm. that's such a great um, you know outreach and ministry. I mean, they had soup and they had yeah uh, pumpkin. I had a piece of pumpkin cake that she made. It looked good. My goodness, it was good. It was one of those things where I told her, okay, I'll I'll take a couple of bites, Mm -hmm. and it was gone. Mm -hmm. Like I ate the whole thing. It was good. That's really good. They should. I could have lunch down there. They should make those farmers wraps. Oh my goodness, we were just looking at those from Tim Hortons. Exactly. But thank you guys. Connection Cafe people who do that, I really, I want for, I, I once want to tell you I really appreciate mm-hmm, that because absolutely. that is a lot of work for you to do on a Sunday morning to get ready, making soups and bacon. And I know the Neils do that and I know the Hughes do that and whoever else helps out down there. I just really appreciate yeah. it. I really do. No, and, but you're yeah. right. You know, you talked about people coming in and, and not getting into service right away. It does kind of set an atmosphere. You know, mm-hmm. people grab their coffee. They're standing around there talking. It's, just, it's a little bit more relaxed. And so it just does create that. You know, and I hate that I'm not atmosphere. back there a lot because I get caught out on this side talking to people, but it was really cool to see families sitting together, yes. eating like and, and talking to other families. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was good. So thank you guys for doing that. What a great ministry. Um, what yep. an awesome um, way to uh, you know just kind of you know, be a touch there. I, I really love it. So for thank sure. you guys. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, no, you were right. It was a good day. It was a good. Uh, Good weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Allie and I got to to have a little date night on Saturday night, so that was good. That's always good. See, your date your dates started on Friday morning, actually. It, it did. Well, it did actually. Yeah, we yeah. Did. Think about it. Think about it. that was about probably that. the highlight. Of yeah. The- so Allie ended up getting the day off. Fridays are my day off, and Allie ended up getting the day off, and so we met Craig and Anita at none other than the Der Dutchman. For breakfast. breakfast. The buffet. The breakfast buffet. And if you've never had grits or you like grits, whatever the price they have on the buffet, it's worth the price just to get the grits. Yes. They're they're some of the best I've ever had. And I would agree with that. And I love grits. The best I I don't know. They're perfect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely perfect. It was good. So that was nice. It was it was a big day, you know, big date day. You know, we went to Der Dutchman, we went to Cabela's, and we went to Costco. We went to Der Dutchman and we went to Costco too. And um Yeah, I didn't buy anything at Cabela's if that's worth anything. Well, and then and thank you for the invite for Saturday's game at the uh, Bla- um, Blue Jackets. And I'm You're sorry, welcome. I was busy that night. I couldn't go. I, I hated that you were busy. I really did. Uh, I we had two tickets. That's all we could. Well, get. that was enough for you and I. Then we could have podcasted from there. We could have. Hey, we're podcasting from the Blue Jackets game. Hey, live from Nationwide Arena. <laughs> it's live with Brandon and Craig. We can actually go live. We can podcast live. That would be awesome. We should do that sometime. That's what we should do when we go, like, take it off. Are we ever going to do that? We should do that. Go go to a coffee shop. Go to someplace. After doing this church at the fair, like, I don't even want to do that now. Go to Der Dutchman. <laughs> we could podcast from Der but we should podcast from the buggy in Der Dutchman. You know, that actually probably would be the best, to be honest with you. It would cut a lot of noise out. Yeah. There's a buggy you can set in a... Amish uh, buggy, mm-hmm. and um, so we were setting. We were like two tables away from it. I kept commenting, "Man, we should have eaten in there." <laughs> I love you. Text me on Thursday night, and you said something about going Friday morning, and and I sent you a GIF back. Is it GIF or GIF? 
I don't know. I think it's a GIF, but I, I don't say know. GIF too. But anyways, I sent it back to you. It was Big Bird riding this um, this wagon, <laughs> this buggy, and he says, "We ride at dawn." We do. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. The Dutchman. Get there for breakfast. Um, you will not be disappointed. They got. Mm-hmm. I actually think their buffet for breakfast is actually better than their dinner buffet. I would agree with that. 100%. There's a couple things I only eat on the dinner buffet. Me I eat too. their green beans. I eat their chicken. Um, if they if they have meatloaf, I'll do the meatloaf. But I pretty much I love their salads. I think their salads their are hot awesome roast there. is good. Yeah, so makes me wheeze. But anyway, because <laughs> I eat too much of it. Right. That's my that's like, my dad's <laughs> favorite. My yeah. his favorite. He loves it. He I think he was a little jealous. We we were sitting there and you and, know he could have helped out with the cause. Willie could have sent up you know advanced cash up for right. Us, but, uh, well, I mean, and, and it's so easy now. You got PayPal or Venmo. So, you know, he could have Venmoed me. Yeah, he could have. That's, um, so if you're listening, um, Willie slash Donnie, um, make sure you, uh, start that first in our next, uh, cause when we go to the, the right. Dutchman. I loved it. We were sent a picture. Your mom sent me one back and said, I'm jealous. Right. <laughs> well, what about the, the video call I got from my son while he was at school? Yeah, you had a couple nasty pictures from right? your kids. So I sent Snapchat out of my breakfast, and uh, Robin, um, the librarian there at the elementary school, got it, and she sent me a Snapchat back of Jordan sticking her tongue out at me. And then about 10 minutes later, I get a Snapchat video call, and I answer it, and Christian was standing there with this look on his face of disgust. Like, he was so mad that we were at the Dutchman without him. It was like, how could you? Right? Right? So... It's kind of the way my look was on Saturday when I didn't get invited to the Blue didn't Jackets get invited game. To the Blue Jackets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Maybe did next they, time. Did, did they have good food up in the suite though? It was it was not bad. They had um, sliders. Oh, they, see, that's perfect. They had chicken tenders. Ooh, but they had um, this mac and cheese was to die for. It was oh, it was so good. And they had pulled pork sandwiches. They had pizza, popcorn. Pretzels. You know, if I remember correct, I did have a piece of pizza the last time we went through the game, and it was pretty good. I think they're, I think it's Jets Pizza now. Okay, it was like really they good. they go in contract with people. Nationwide yeah, Arena yeah, does yeah. like every few years, and at, there for a while it was Donato's, which I love Donato's Pizza. Um, but now I believe that it's Jets Pizza, and it was it was good. It was more of a deep dish, which I like a thicker crust. And the pizza. last time we were there, they had those little like mini corn dogs. Those things were awesome. Oh yeah, I like mini corn. dogs. You cannot beat a mini corn dog. No, you can't. <laughs> I'm hungry. Thank right. you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs> I know. That's, I had an apple and cashews and almonds for breakfast. So. I know. I heard you munching over there like a squirrel. I was. I was. So anyways, are we done boring them with our lives? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. All right. Yeah, but we did have a good day yesterday. Thank you guys for, um, for those of you, um, like, like I said yesterday for the Connections Cafe, this the conversation. Um, great day. Um, I thought yesterday for worship, I thought the worship was good. Last night's worship was good. Um, we've been uh, talking about your inner compass. Um, that's been the ser- uh, series that we've been in. Yes. And I, I started off and asked the question yesterday, um, what kind of church is RCC? And I think that you have to really think about that. 
I think you have to really think what kind of church are we because I bet if we had everybody write um, a couple lines down, we would get some things that are the same, but I bet we would get a lot of different opinions. Right. And here's the thing. We cannot be a church full of opinions. We need to be a church of what God wants us to do. And I love Charles Spurgeon's uh, quote uh, that he said, a great church bows to God in all things and recognizes the faithfulness of God. And, and I didn't expand on that mm-hmm. quote, but that quote is amazing because he says, a great church bows to God in all things. Yeah. Like you're bowing to his word, you're bowing to his lordship, you're mm-hmm. bowing to everything so you're going to listen to him and you recognize his faithfulness that no matter what happens God is going to lead us and he's going to be faithful in all things too. Right, right. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to move forward. And you know, if you know anything about Charles Spurgeon, um, you you know what a kind of a what kind of preacher he was and mm-hmm. he laid on the line. He did not hold anything back. He did not. And, um, gotta appreciate a guy like that. You gotta really appreciate a guy like that who, um, and, you know, he's, we're, he's over in England, England. Yep. and has a church of 20,000. Looks, I don't know what the, how do you do that in the 1800s, have a church of 20,000? How do you speak to that? I, I don't get that. I mean, he must have had a huge voice. He was a big dude. <laughs> he was a big dude. He was a big dude. <laughs> big old hair, big old beard, big old <laughs> belly. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all the pictures. Yeah, he does kind of look, uh, he does kind of look like that. So that's what we were, that's what we started off with yesterday. We started off with, you know, what kind of church, um, are we in? And, you know, because a lot of people do come to church thinking, you know, church is about me. What can I get out of this? I didn't like this. I didn't like the worship. I didn't like the songs. I didn't right. like the message. I didn't like this. I didn't like how we did this. I don't, I don't like, you know, we get into this likes and dislikes. We bring a cultural attitude into the church, but what does God say about the church? What does Jesus say about the church? What does the book of Acts say about the church of Jesus Christ? What exactly. kind of church are we? And um, so, you know, we always have to remember something, and this is one of the things I wanted to stress yesterday, that we always have to remember when we come to church or in our life with Jesus Christ and with God, we got to remember his goodness. Mm-hmm. And I know we sing the song, God is so good, and but we always have to remember the goodness of God. Because I think if we, if we shove the goodness of God aside, we have something that um, we will not be able to grasp what he's trying to do in our life. Right. He is so good. And we, we get so caught up in the negative, you know, the economy, the White House, the stupid things the government does, the culture. We start to, um, bad things that happen at our jobs, uh, arguing with the spouse, yeah. finances, health. We get so caught up in all these things that we forget that Jesus is in this world. You're going to have trouble. We forget this, but we got to remember the goodness of God. Yeah. And that's. We've been talking about this for a while, but that's an intentional decision that you have to make. It is, absolutely, 100%. You have to, you have to intentionally focus on the goodness of God, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's hard for a lot of people. It is hard, but you're right, it, and it's all a perspective thing, and it's just you know being reminded of the fact that all of the other things are going to take place no matter what. You know, they're... Jesus was right. In this life, you will have troubles. Mm-hmm. But it's the second part that that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But take heart because I have overcome the world. And so we have to take the focus off of us and keep the focus on God, whether it's our personal lives or right, whether right. it's church lives or whatever it is. The focus has to be on God because when we put the focus on me, then that's when we get in that mindset of, well, I'm not happy because this or now mm-hmm. I'm going to withhold my my money because that I don't like that or I don't agree with that. Right. You know, we make things about ourselves and right. our wants and our likes and what, you know, we, th- how we think it should be. Well, I'm going to be honest. The way church is today 
isn't the way church was in Acts. You were talking about that. You know, right. that's not the way the first church was. Right. You know, I, I think the American church, there you go, Clint, I'll throw that that term out there. You know, the American church, we, you know, we don't do things the way that they did. Um, you know, we probably could and be effective, probably get back to the basics of, of you know, doing home churches mm-hmm. and things, you know. But, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of good things with the way we meet, you know, meeting in in the body the way that we do. Uh, and there's some other that aren't so good because we've taken them and almost pharisaically turned them into man-made things. I, I, I would agree with and that. And we have to be careful with that, too. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, we live in a culture that is very about me. It's very self-centered. And we've brought that cultural view into the church. And so when we bring a cultural view into the church, whether it is on purpose or unintentional, what happens when we're allowed to get away with that is we run with the the way things are. Right. And so you mentioned you get that pharisaical attitude, mm-hmm. whether intentionally or unintentionally, that's right. exactly what happens because right. now it becomes all about what you think mm-hmm. the church is to be. And we forget the commands of Jesus. We forget what the church is supposed to be set up to be. We forget that Jesus died for the for his bride, mm-hmm. the church. We forget all these things because now church becomes all about me. Um, you be, we become the most self-centered people on the face of the planet. And, and I think there's nothing worse than a self-centered Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, if we live in – I understand we're human. We're going to be self-centered at times. I get self-centered. I know you probably get self-centered. Yep. But if we live there constantly, there's, there's a problem with that. That means that it's all about us and that Jesus is not the Lord of my life. And the key that if you realize over the last couple of weeks – I've, I landed on this last week, but the last three weeks I've touched on this a lot is that Jesus has to be the Lord of your life telling you this right. is what you have right. to do. So I have to, I can't be self-centered. Right. I have to forgive. There's things I'm not going to do. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to talk poorly about mm-hmm. you because Jesus is the Lord of my life. It's going to go against everything that I want exactly. to do. And exactly. And so, um, you know, I love Hebrews 10 verses 22 and 23 it says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly. I love that word unswervingly to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm. And, and I think here's the problem with the American church yep. and all of us is that it, no matter how you stack it, all of us have a problem with being self-centered. Exactly. Myself, you, mm-hmm. uh, regular church attender, we all have a problem with being self-centered. And so when you look at Hebrews 10 and you like, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, full mm-hmm. of assurance that faith brings. If I'm going to God with a sincere heart, guess what? That's, he's going to talk to that heart. Exactly. He's going to say, you need to right. lay back a little bit. Right. And that's a hard thing for us because nobody wants to be told what to do, yeah. even by God. Right. Yeah. Well, I look at that and, and, you know, you can replace that, you know, and I'm sure there are different versions, different words, whatever. But, you know, you look at that, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. I view that as a heart that it's fertile. Yeah. You know, it's ready for God to do a work in it, to plant the seeds that he needs to plant in it right. so it can grow what he wants to grow. You know, I think that if you look at the church, I think there are, are two things that should be at the top of, of most important for what we do and why we do here. Number one is to worship, to honor God for who he is, for what he's done, for how great he is. And, and the second 
is to to seek and save the lost. You know, that's mm-hmm. what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. He said, "I've come to seek and save mm-hmm. the lost." It's to to reach um, a lost world with the the hope uh, and the truth uh, of of what God tells us uh, right. of His Word, right. um, uh, of salvation, and and so it it's being kingdom focused, right? You know, right. and when you have those two um, two items, those two perspectives in in the right place. Mm-hmm. Then you and I and everyone else, we will grow. Mm-hmm. You know, we will learn. We will, mm-hmm. you know, it won't matter about the little things because it's the focus won't be on us. Mm-hmm. It will be where it needs to be, and that's on God. And like you said mm-hmm. a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. is fulfilling His commands. You know, that Matthew twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Well. The interesting thing about the church is that, you know, we've made it so complicated with all the things that we mm-hmm. want to do or think it should be. But let's let's boil it down to simply as we possibly can. You've already touched on this just a minute ago. But our main objective as a church is to do what? To glorify God. Yep. We glorify God no matter what. So if I'm going to glorify God, i got to set my stuff aside. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to glorify God, it's going to be all about God. I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. Right. I'm not going to be slighted if you don't do it my way, mm-hmm. if I'm going to glorify God. The second part of the church that we come together is to be, what, edified. That means right. growth, mm-hmm. and, when, and a part of that is prayer. Mm-hmm. So we need to be growing together, be fed, and we need to pray together. Right. The third part of that of the church is to go. Yeah. It's to go into the world, it's to preach, to teach, and disciple, and you know all those things mm-hmm. that Jesus said. That is about as simply as put as I can exactly. put it right there. So that's that's three things that mm-hmm. that we have to do. We glorify God. We're out of fit. We have, we come together for edification and for prayer and growing, yep. and then we go and we and we keep doing that and we repeat the process and we repeat the, repeat the process of glorifying, edification, mm-hmm. and going. And so that is that's I think. You know, there's probably a, if a Bible scholar is listening to this or a college professor is listening to this, they're probably going to say, well, you know, you can break it down even more and you, you can tell oh, me absolutely. whatever you want to do that. But literally, if you think about it on a simplicity, on, on a very sim- simple terms, and like I said yesterday, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, so I'm breaking this down for me. It, those are the three things. Right. Those are the three things that, that, that you definitely have to do. And that's the thing. It doesn't have to be. More complex than that. Right. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's just following. Exactly. It's being obedient. You're not inventing. Yeah. You're following. Right. Right? It's already been invented. Yeah, you're following. Yeah, we're you're doing what to do. You're following, you're doing, and you're going. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't – the plan is there. Yep. Just stick to it. Yep. Why do you make this more complicated than it already is? Why are you, why are you dividing and slicing and dicing mm-hmm. and getting involved in it and messing and it just turns the whole thing upside down and – and when you do that, God's no longer you're, in that picture. Yeah, right. and that's what I was going to say. You're not glorifying God. You know, right. you think about, you know, and we've talked about this many times, but glorifying God, honoring God, worship. You, you can use the word worship there. It's bigger than just the hour that we spend here. Right. You know, our worship is the little conversations right. that take place right. in the hallway or outside of here with right. our family or or whatever. You know, and and I was convicted of that. You know, it's like you know we do have to be. You you said it. I think. One of the services, but you were talking about, you know, how our kids pick up on the little things. They pick up on the way, and, and we'll, we're going to get to that later, right. I think. But you, you said you know, they're going to pick up on the way you talk about people. Oh yeah, and the things that you say, and it's like you know what, guilty. 
kids are the smartest people in the room. Oh, absolutely. They're the smartest. The, the adults, mm-hmm. you think you're pulling one over there. You, 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 sometimes adults are the biggest fakes and phonies in the room. The kids are the most honest and most sincere and it's pure. Sincere. And they'll exactly. see what's up. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the beauty of, and that's why Jesus said, unless you have the heart of a child, you can't come, yeah. you know, be in the kingdom. So right. there's, there's a reason for that. You know, when people say, I'm just a big kid, I, I, I take pride in that. I think they mean your behavior, but anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's yeah, a just, verse I read in Ephesians 2.21. It's a good it says, one. We are carefully joined together in him. I love that. Becoming a holy temple for the Lord. And um, if you read through the New King James or the King James, it says we are fitted together and it grows. And um, one of the things that I wanted people to get yesterday is that uh, growing things are living. Exactly. Living things grow. Right. And they change. And mm-hmm. they, uh, if you, we, we're surrounded by fields. So this year it was beans and next year it's probably going to be corn. Yep. So if, if the farmers plant corn around this building next spring and it just starts to sprout like normal, but you get to the end of July and it's not any further, do you think that farmers going to be freaking out? Mm-hmm. You bet he is. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because Living things grow. Exactly. And they change. So he goes from a seed to a sprout to an entire crop and then we got corn and, and everything else. So that's why I don't understand why people get so honked off and get so twisted when a church starts to grow and to change. Everything has to change and especially as a Christian, you have to change. And, um, if you're not changing, you're dying. Yeah. And First Timothy 3.15 says that uh, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. I love that. And the church is of the living God, which is the pillar and the foundation of the truth. And uh, you, you, I, I wanted people to realize that the Apostle Paul says that the church is the house of God and it's of the living God. Yes. It is God's. It's all God's. Right. It's not yours. It's not mine. And I told people yesterday that they have to realize that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, yeah, he died for our sins, but he literally died for his bride, the church. The church. Yeah. And that was covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. And when he died for that, he birthed the church. And so we need to be serving Jesus Christ because he's living. He's no longer dead. And he, Christ, who's alive, is the head of the church. Right. Not me, not you, not... Mm-hmm. It's Jesus Christ. Ephesians one twenty two says, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church. Jesus Christ is right. the head of the church. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. You know, he made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And when the church is growing and when it's alive, it then it's a cycle. It benefits exactly God. Exactly. Um, and you're doing your job. You're reaching out. People exactly. are growing. People are maturing. Yeah. It's being kingdom focused. You're glorifying God. You're being yep. edified and you're going. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The Levi Lusco quote. He's your good buddy. You guys are roommates oh, at man, KCC, man. weren't you? Oh, me and, me and Levi. Yeah. 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 The kids were like, what kind of shirt was he wearing? Like, George Jordan was like, I didn't realize that's who Levi Lesko was. I thought he was older than that. <laughs> uh. Yeah, he wears, I think he wears like, uh, t-shirts, um, like he throws them in the, uh, hamper and then he's like, oh, I forgot to wash it. So he pulls it back out and wears it again. That's what it looks but like. Th- but before he puts it on, I think he takes and stretches the neck out. Like what kind of, I don't anyways. know. Anyways, but anyway, go for it. But his quote was very good. You yes. know, if you can get past looking at the image there. Um, he said, our God is alive. Christ has risen. The church should be living, thriving, and growing. Since we serve a living, powerful God, then his church should be a living power to change the world. If the church is not growing and changing the world, and I don't have the rest of it, will never change. Will never change. How about that? That's good. If the church 
is not growing and changing the world will never change. And that's, that's, that's a great point. And you talked about that is, you know, how do we expect to change the world around us if we're not willing to change and grow ourselves? Christians got hoodwinked mm-hmm. by Satan or whoever because they just think that, you know, if, the world's just going to change. Right. And they think that people are going to come to their church. They think that, hey, I'm going to have a program or I'm going to do this. Or, and uh, you're going to get somebody just coming. The Christians, uh, Satan has hoodwinked the entire Christian population because they have forgotten that Jesus said, go. Right. Go. Or, go. Or I think one of the big, um, I, I don't know what the right word is. One of the big ways that, that Satan has fooled Christians is, is to say, well, I'm going to pray for the world. I'm going to pray for change. I'm going to pray for them to know. That's great. Prayer is, we know that. We know that prayer is powerful, and uh, we know that prayer works. But it's like it's like Jesus in Matthew, or no, is it Matthew chapter 9? Mark 9. Anyways, one of them, and, and he's, you know, the harvest is plentiful. Here we yeah. are talking about the harvest and, and yeah. the crops and everything again. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send out workers into the field. Yeah. He wasn't talking about corn and beans and, and whatever else. He was talking about people who need to, right, to right. know the word of God. And um, and so he had the disciples to pray for people to go out. Well, then what does he do? Very next chapter at the very beginning, he takes them two by two and sends them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And so we, we it's good to pray. But we also have to be willing to do the work. As exactly. Well. And I think Christians um, forget that um, we are always to be changing. We're right. always to right. be growing. We're always to be, you know, I can't be the same person that I was mm-hmm. a year ago. And a lot of Christians have been the same person that they were and the same Christian they were for the last 30 or 35 years. And um, a lot of Christians are so dead set not to change and they dig their heels in on that, that I believe without a shadow of a doubt affects the entire population of the world, the, the, the spiritual world, because they're just digging in. You got to remember the spiritual world is different from the physical world. Exactly. It's so much different. Exactly. So people have to remember you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. You've got to change Mm -hmm. before the world can change. And some people are like, you know, you said, okay, I'm going to pray that the world changes. Well, they can't even get their world to change because their kids don't go to church. Their kids are on addiction. Their their kids right. are divorced. I mean, their kids are living in sin, but they want the world to change. Right. How how can you want the world to change when you're allowing your world not to change? So my thing is like it's time for the Christian community to literally seriously grow up, wake up, and get their stuff together and exactly. make sure that they're doing what God has called. It reminds me of, uh, and I can't remember the whole premise of it, but um, I think it's John Mayer has a song, uh, and it's called "Waiting Waiting on the World to Change." So we keep waiting, waiting on the world to change. It's like, how true is that? You know, we're waiting on the world to change. You can't wait. You have to take action. You know, you have to be into your community. You have yeah. to. You have to sometimes go and and provide a need for somebody before they'll realize their need for Jesus Christ. You can't just sit back and, and pray. You can't just sit back and, and as a church be like, well, people will come to us. Not always. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a song, and I don't know who sings it. I've heard it years ago. It's probably four or five years ago. The song is like, why can't I change? Right. Have you heard that song before? It's a pretty good song, sure. actually. And I'll, I'll have to see if I can find it's it. Willie Nelson? No, it's not. It's okay. some British group or something. But they're really good, though. <laughs> and so... He's like, why can't I change? He goes through this whole thing of like, of 
the things that are holding him back and he comes to the conclusion, I'm not changing because I'm not really wanting to change. Right. And, but he keeps getting the same results of, but he wants different results, but why can't I change? Right. And that's the same thing with the, with our churches. We are like people, if you ask everybody that walks in this door on Sunday, do you want the church to grow? Everyone would say, yes. Yes. They don't want to do what it takes to get the church to grow. Right. Can we have the church grow but not change anything? No. Can we have the church grow and not, I'm not, do I still get to be comfortable? No. no. You're not going to be comfortable. Can, um, a lot of people come to church because it makes them comfortable, makes, makes them, them feel secure, good. makes them feel good. Grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, aunts and uncles all go here. So it's, it's been one of those things. It's almost like going to Thanksgiving dinner. It right. makes you feel good. Right. This is not Thanksgiving dinner. This is not a Christmas reunion with your family. This is church. This mm-hmm. is God's church. This has nothing to do with your feelings. Right. It has everything to do with a culture that's dying and going to hell. So people need to wake up and Christians need to grow up and Christians need to get in the game mm-hmm. and realize you have been hoodwinked by Satan. And that's that on yep, that because, exactly. and I've been hoodwinked. I was hoodwinked for a while mm-hmm. and I finally, thank God, pulled out of that. Thank right. God pulled out of that because yeah. you, I don't want to be a part of that culture. I don't want to, oh, I don't want to go down that road. So basically a, a growing and living church is a, is a church that's changing and a, um, it's a church where, you know, your personality and your preferences take a back seat to the presence of God. And uh, we, we believe in miracles. We believe in, you know, faith over fear. And, um, it's a church where we're not going to get in crazy debates about right. the word of God. We're not going to talk about, you know, how Jesus is going to return or how's it, what's going to happen there. We're not going to get caught up in, you know, the tribulation and all that. When we don't really know because we, we, we can only go with God's word says we're going to proclaim the word of God. We're not going to get caught up in these crazy, stupid mm-hmm. religious debates. That's that, that's sinful. Yep. That's not right. Right. Um, to do that. Um, but we have to just think about, you know, how we're going to change. I, I brought up yesterday RCC, um, this church and the changes that, that have been made. Mm-hmm. And I said, you guys made a lot of changes in the past. I'm not sure we've made a lot of changes recently, right. but we've made a lot of changes, um, in the past. And, you know, and I thank God for that. I mean, because that's where we are right now because it of the changes brought that us they to made. here. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, over 30 years ago, they left the church downtown where they're running 80 people 90 people or whatever and now today we're you know 300 we this property we've been on this property close to 30 years yeah been 20, 20 years 26 20 years i think 16 years ago 15 16 17 years ago we built the the addition over there with, with the, the gymnasium yep. and has all the kids rooms and i thought yesterday i was like can you imagine with all the kids and everything that's over there what how would we do that here right without that wing right i don't think we could and i don't think we would have that those kids here because I think we the space allows that. Right. And that's the truth is that God wants to bless us, but we have to be prepared for God to bless us. Right. You right. Know, we have to grow and be prepared for that growth because the the truth is, is he wants to bless us. He wants to bring more people here, not so we can say, oh, look at us. We're a church of da-da-da, but no, so that more people can come hear the truth exactly. of, of what Jesus Christ has to offer. And some of the same people who were a part of those changes, change, life-changing events for this church and the vision and the, and the change for that and, and what God wanted to do are some of the same people who put their heels down and no longer want to do that anymore. So I'm thinking, well, what, 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 what changed happened? did you? Right. Exactly. How, why did you go backward? Why are you not going forward? Because I right. look at you just now being a little stick in the mud. Right. And you're just putting a roadblock and you're getting in the way of God and what God wants to do. You know, it's like, you know, you can't, you can fight all you want, but I got to tell you something. If you're listening to this and that's been you, 
you need to get some serious time with God. Mm. Because if you draw your last dying breath, I'm going to tell you straight up, you're going to have to answer for that. I'm not saying you're not going to go to heaven. I'm just saying you've got to answer for right. that. Because when you throw your heels up or down mm-hmm. and you throw a roadblock up and God wanted to send somebody here because of something that should have happened and you nixed it or you balked at it or you drug your heels, you got to answer for that. Yep. Especially if that person is not walking in the kingdom. So be careful, folks. Be very careful how you do this. Mm-hmm. Be very, very careful because it can get to you. Yeah, the the Tony Evans quote was very, very good. How how much do you fight having a Tony Evans quote every week? Well, I <laughs> here I, let me be really honest. I have to fight not putting him every week, but there's times where I had to fight twice, right? Not using him twice. Uh, in a I, Sunday. I see nothing wrong with it. He is on point most of the time. He is on fire. He is. The guy is lit up. But he said this. He said, there's no way a church can grow, reach out beyond their walls while they're still focused on the way they used to do it, and then they get mad when things begin to change. That's not a growing church. That's a church on life support. And about to die. And about to die. That How, about that? Too. <laughs> How about that? How about that? That's good. And you think about it. He, when he's talking about the church, yeah, he's talking about the church body, but he's also talking about me as the church mm-hmm. as an individual. Yes. You can't be like that because you're on life support as a, as a spiritual follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. See, folks, you need to realize something. There is a, a, an acceptance of Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. And then there is the fact of following Christ. And what does following Christ mean? means that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Right. These are two different things. There's the acceptance of Jesus as your Savior, and then there is the the intentionally following Daily, Jesus yes. as the Lord of my life, where mm-hmm. he tells me what to do, mm-hmm. how to act. Mm-hmm. Colossians, you read this, Colossians 1.10. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better. And better. I love that verse. It's very good. I love that you know, verse. It's a, it's a daily. It's a daily renewal. It's a. It's a daily process of 100%. growing and learning to know God better. So we got to keep our compass on God. We got to keep our exactly. compass on the Lordship of of Jesus Christ. And and I also said a great church is is, is training the next generation. And it yes. really hit this mm-hmm. hard yesterday mm-hmm. because I felt like that we are in a we're we're in a uh, what do you call it? A, we're kind of in limbo right now. Uh, we're not focused on the past, but we're focused on the future. People got to get out of the past. Right. Love the past. Build on the past. Get out of the past. Right. It, 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 there's nothing growing in the past. Um, you just can't do it. it. Here's the thing I find funny about this. People are like, oh, church was so much better in the 1980s. Can I ask you something? Are you still driving your 1984 Cutlass Supreme? Right. Are you? Right. Are you still uh, living in the nineteen uh, nineteen in the 1980s? Do you still just have a landline, no cell phones? Do you have uh, internet? Mm-hmm. Do you um, do you have cable television now? Yeah. Um, you look around here, uh, you know. For us, I thought I've thought about this recently. I love seeing the the older um, the older tractors, the old John Deere's yeah. and the old Farmalls and all of that. But are our farmers around here planting with those older tractors? Right. Are they, you know, are they using older combines to harvest? No, they're they're using up to date equipment because it's it's better, it's yeah, more efficient. Right. You know, it, it it's better for their time. Right. It's more well, productive. And you, and you look even from from a personal standpoint. What I was talking about is that have you painted your house? Have you oh, exactly. have you updated your carpet? Have you updated your kitchen, your bathrooms? Mm-hmm. Um, have you built on? 
since 1980, say 1984. Since the 1980s was the greatest part, you know, slice of heaven. Or the 1970s, let's go back. Do you still have shag carpet from the 1970s? I mean, I like shag carpet when it's nice, but shag carpet doesn't look good in, in, the, in 2022. Right. So here's the thing. Everybody, everything in the world has changed except you don't want church to change. That is a blight. That is a sin against God. Right. And I just think it's, it's just a travesty. And, mm-hmm. and I think I said this yesterday and I mean this and I mean this. Anybody can come to me and talk to me about this if they want. But if you're not focused on reaching out, you're not focused on changing, you're not focused on growing, you're not focused on the lost and we're not on the same team. I'm exactly. just telling you, we're not on the same team. We're 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 in two we're going two different directions. Right. We're not walking in the same direction. Yep. And, and I hate to say that. Yeah, and you're absolutely right too. You know, you were talking yesterday is uh, the focus we have to focus on that next generation because the truth is is that the world is telling them something completely different from Correct. what God's word is telling them. And they're they're uh, you know, they're presenting it in a way that it looks good. It looks pleasing. It looks it looks right. right. Oh yeah. But the truth is, is that it's not. It's 180 degrees away from what God says is true and what sure. God says is honorable and what he says is good. And so saying all this, we can't focus on the past because then we're not focused on the future. Correct. And the future of our church is is our children mm-hmm. and our kids and, and our students. And that they are 100% the future, and I believe the future is under attack. We know that. Mm-hmm. We can see with everything's taking place in school systems, with what they're trying to do. And the future of our church is our kids, and they need to know the Word of God. They yep. need to trust in God. And folks, grandparents, parents, aunts and uncles – Jesus Christ needs to be the Lord of your life for these kids to understand what's going to happen. It's too serious now to fit. You cannot fake them. Right. They're, they're being hoodwinked by the culture right now. And um, and if the future of the church is going to know the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can't just assume somebody else is going to do it. They're going to find it on their own. Right. We have to take an intentional effort to get them to know that. So I went through some of the things yesterday quickly that we are doing like we switched curriculums this year right and we went from the orange curriculum and i'm not a big fan of orange mm-hmm. i think they're watered down i think they they almost bumped the line of you know not trying to offend somebody mm-hmm. the gospel project is not about that the gospel project is literally about, about the, word the of gospel God. Yeah. and i and you know what i've had parents tell me i'm so thankful we switched the to the gospel project so this morning um christian wasn't feeling well yesterday and he ended up just staying in my office during second service. But this morning he told Allie and I, he said, because we were reading our Bible together as I took her to work, and, and hey, guess what? Today was Christmas. We we read about the birth of Jesus in our Bible recap. But um, but he told us afterwards, that's right. Uh, we'll be dashing through the snow soon enough, oh, my friend. Gosh. Um, but he Don't told us, him. he said, you know what? He said yesterday was was the birth of Jesus in class. He was like, I, am, I was so bummed that I had to miss it. <laughs> but for as a parent, it's like, you know, I hated that he had to miss it too. Right. Because he's excited about going. He's excited about learning. You know, you know, Anita came to me last week and she was like, so Christian made me really dig into my Bible and made me think because he asked her a question or they yeah. were going back and forth right. on this question. And, and it got me and my Bible thinking too. It's like, well, what did that really say? You know, and it's, but that's, it is, you know, the Bible um, or the gospel project is, is all about, 
you know, it's centered on the gospel and, and it's not watered down. Exactly. You're, you're 100% right. And, you know, and it's good that your kids are asking that's good. Mm-hmm. Your kids are, are wanting that. And that's what we need. We, that's what that, that's what the church needs. We need these kids that are going to do this now. So then when they get to a certain point, they're going to be to stand strong because they got a long way to go. Yeah. They got to get through those teen years. They got to work, work through all that. And uh, I told everybody yesterday, we're at war for the future of this nation and the mm-hmm. war, we're at war for the future of our churches. Yep. I mean, there are churches going off the rails right now. I mean, they're just off right. the right. rails right now. Yeah. And I love Deuteronomy 6, 5, 6, and 7. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And I love this part in yep. verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk with them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Mm-hmm. Basically, I try to do this as quickly as I can. Basically, they come to you. Something's going on in their life. Let's see what God's word says. Mm-hmm. My teacher said that, you know, something brought something up about pride month. Let's see what God's word yeah. says about pride. It's brought something up about how Let's see what God says yeah. about homosexuality. Um, they're trying to do something with Black Lives Matter or something social. Jo- let's go to God's word right. and let's see what God's word says about that. And let's really find out what God is trying to get your heart to do. This is a heart issue for mm-hmm. these po- folks. Their heart's not with God. Let's look at what these, what, what these, let's go to their websites and let's look at what they actually state. Most of these are godless. Most of mm-hmm. them will tell you that they're queer, they're homos, or they'll actually say that. I mean, if right. you look at, they'll look at what there are, I'm shocked what what they say. Right. And um so we have to do that and then we have to parents and grandparents you're going to have to take an intentional effort to point them back to the word of God. So teach them when you're walking, when you're talking, when you're writing, yep. when you're when you're sitting in the house, when you're out back swimming, I don't care what you do, always go back to the word of God. Exactly. That's how they're going to know it. Yep. And plus it's going to make you sharper too. Exactly. It's going to oh, give absolutely. you more boldness as you go. Yeah. And you were talking about some of the changes that we've made or, and some of the things that we're doing, you know, focused on that next generation, focused on our kids, you know, the Bible or the gospel project was yep. one of them. You know, we've got the Go and Grow crew. Right. Um, which is for second and third graders, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, second and third graders here at RCC on Wednesday after school. Mm-hmm. It's an after school program. Um, you know, we've teamed up with LifeWise and, um, you know, that's just going to be, I am so excited to see what God does through that. Um, but we have to make an intentional effort right. to invest in our, our young people, mm-hmm. that next generation. And every dollar is worth it. And that's what you every said. Every single dollar is worth it. Yep. Um, I read a quote by Joseph Stalin yesterday mm-hmm. and, um, Man, he was a, he was a commie, but anyway, he says this. He says, all it would take for communism to take control of America is for one generation to forget God. We're beyond that now. Yep, we're and, past that. And I said, I said, even a demon like Stalin knew that communism could never compete against no God. Yeah. There's no match. God is yep. always going to be the one who's the most dominant person on the face of the planet. But when God le- is left out of the future, any, Anybody can be elected and anything can happen. Yeah. And that's what we see right now. I mean, who would have dreamed that we would have, um, yeah, the guy sitting in the White House. I mean, what a, what a vile human being mm-hmm. this guy is. I mean, most godless human being that I can think of that could be sitting in there right now could be worse. So, um, I read a, I, I, I drew everybody's attention to the Reuters poll that was done a number of years ago. It was probably done legitimately. I was trying to think about this yesterday. I think it was done about seven or eight years ago. So I'll put you down the road a little bit. But they ask uh, a group of people born between the ages of 1927 to 1945 some questions to figure out some things literally about God and spirituality. And um, I um, 
told them that if you were born between the years of 1927 and 1945, the Reuters poll said that 75% of your household decisions, either them or their parents, Mm -hmm. made a decision based upon God, word, prayer, truth of God, something spiritual, church advice, something like that. 75%. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Different country back then. For sure. And then I said, how many of you were born after 1983 and have them raise their hand? You were, you were in that. And I said, if you don't raise your hand, I know, call, I asked you call me or like, text me. I was like, why couldn't they, they have not have done it after 1985? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that poll said that only 8% of your wow. parents made decisions on God, um, Bible, prayer, something spiritual, the direction of the church or whatever. So that, that when you break that down now, 92% of People now right. have nothing to do with God. No decisions based upon God. No no decisions based upon prayer. Right. And if there was, it was just a it was just kind of a nine one one prayer. Right. Well, Lord help me. Yeah. Help me with that. So, dude, what's going on with your hair? My goodness, you like that? I just took my hat Holy off. Holy cow! Is it, what do you call that? A bouffant or <laughs> it's something? Is that like a beehive? A, it looked like a loofah. <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> like it should be hanging in the shower, doesn't wow, it? Wow, I need a break. Can you? Can we? Can we come back? I, right, and we're gonna pause <laughs> for station identification. Wow, <laughs> fifteen seconds. Wow, wow. Anyway, but that's the poll. I have to get back on track, right? Yeah, so and that's just thrown off. That it, it doesn't <laughs> surprise me, but my goodness, the drastic difference in those numbers 75 percent versus eight percent one generation that doesn't know christ yeah and look what we have right now yeah one think yeah. about all that it, it, it's crazy and 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 i and i lay the blame down at the church i yeah. do and i and i know mm-hmm. that people have said you can't blame it all on the church no i do blame it on yeah. the church because yeah. we've not done our job right we've been so concerned about me and my stuff and my traditions and my pews and my windows and my carpet and my paint and the way we used to do it and we've gone along to get along we've not kicked back no i blame the church because right. we have been wimps and we have been just self-centered yeah yeah literally and, and, we have been wimps yeah and now we're paying the price, and now people are hitting the panic button. They mm-hmm. don't know what to do. So I think God's separating the wheat from the chaff, and he's going to rise some people up, and those who have been wimps are going to get wimpier, or you're going to get stronger, and it's right. time to move forward, man. It's time to do what God's called us to do, and it's not going to be easy because, I mean, this didn't happen overnight. Right, right. So we got, yeah. we got a lot yeah. to yeah. do. And that's yeah. the thing. You know, We're in a battle. That's why we send people back to the Word of God. Yep. That's why we send our kids back to the Word of God. Yeah, I love that. Hebrews 4.12. I feel like we land on this verse every like three or four weeks. Um, the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You're right. We do land on that verse quite a bit. And I do land on you're the light of the world, too, because this is so important to us. I mean, the, mm-hmm. this verse is amazing. Yep. It is amazing. It breaks down the word of God. And that's where you get you can read something today. Exactly. And you're like, oh, I got so much from that. You can read this four months ago, the same thing, and you'll get something totally different. Exactly. God's word is alive. It mm-hmm. is active. It's moving, man. It's yep. growing you. John 17, 17, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is the truth. If, if we do not teach our kids the truth of God and we do not really believe the truth of God and we believe everything else, folks, this is why we are in the mess we are. Yes. We have to understand that this is so important that we set our compasses mm-hmm. on God in his word. And when you do that and you teach your kids, that's going to affect your kids, your grandkids, your great caring kids. Yeah. This is a promise from God. Exactly. God, I, God will take it from one generation right to the next. Mm-hmm. Isaiah fifty nine twenty one. This is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not leave them, and neither will these words I have given you. There it is. Talking, he's going back to yep. to God's words. Yep. They will 
be on your lips and on the lips of your children and your children's children forever. I, the Lord, have spoken. And I love what you said. Whenever he says that, um, he means you can take it to the bank. And it is never changing. It's not changing. It's never it is a, a promise that that you can you can stand firm on. You know, but the truth of that is, is they have to be on our lips. Yep. For them to be on the lips of our children and our grandchildren. Exactly. We, we have to train up our children, and that, and I'll let you talk about that. But I love that analogy. Well, that's the thing about that verse is that that's a faith that that is a faithful promise from God. That's a blessing from God. I mean, think about how blessed you are now. So, like you. You are training your kids, mm-hmm. and so when you're training your kids, your prayer is that they're going to train their kids, and if you live long enough, maybe you'll see their kids' kids, and you, it's just a cycle. So would you rather them to be the richest people on the face of the planet and the most popular person performer on the face of the planet, or would you rather them when they died and went to heaven, they knew God, and their kids did too, and their great-grandkids in oh, down the yeah. line. And that is all that matters, and you said that, you know, and you've said that many times, and you said that in a conversation with me personally, but, you know, as your kids were growing up, and I feel the exact same way about my kids, and I've told them that, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you play a single sport. I don't care, you know, if you, you, you said, you know, you told your kids, I don't care if you're a trash collector. Right. I don't care if you hawk 10 cans on the corner, you know, 10 cents a piece to make a living. All I care about is when you take your last breath, you go to heaven. Go to heaven. That's all that it is because that's where real life begins, right? Yep. That's the real life. Right now it's just the – it's the preparation for that. It's yeah. that God loved me so much that um, I'm here and he created me, uh, but he wants to be with me forever. Right. And um, and that's the beauty of, of that is – when you have a biblical worldview and you have eternity in sight, and I haven't always done that, right, right. But if you have a you have eternity in sight. It changes the perspective about things. I, it's like even even if death hits me, eternity is mine, right. Um, even if things don't go well for me, whatever eternity is mine. Doesn't mean I'm not going to get jumped up or jacked. Um, you know, occasionally, oh, absolutely, but. I'm not going to live in that state. Correct. It's going to okay, God, you you've got this. Yeah, I, I understand this is this is part of your plan. You know what I'm supposed right. to to go through. So, and and I told parents yesterday that you, your kids are have the world at their fingertips. So it's time for us to basically get in the middle of their world. Don't exactly be the parent. A lot of parents today don't want to be the parent. They oh, I don't want them to like dislike me. You know what? Who cares if they don't like you? They need to respect you, and you need to point them in a direction. Right. You are the parent. You got to answer for that. Yes, that person is given to you by God mm-hmm. for a certain reason. And exactly. You're the one that has to answer for that. And and I have I've had parents tell me, well, you know, I'm raising my children. You know, if you're a Christian, you're not raising your Correct. children. You are training your children. Yeah. Train it. So Proverbs twenty two six tells us, um, train up a child. I love that word train. Mm-hmm. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And that word train, you got to do it intentionally. Yep. Because well, if you're raising them, you're just going to let, you're just going to, whatever happens, happens. But if you're training them, you, you got to really put some intentional work in on that. And here's the truth. If you have ever trained for something, training is not always easy. Yeah. I have a, a, buddy that I went to college with and, and we weren't super close. We've kept in touch a little bit over the years and, and messaged back and forth. He lives in Kentucky. He, uh, he lives in Cincinnati, I think down in the Cincinnati, um, area. Perfect. And, but he is training he's done one or two of these already in the past. He's not a, he's not a small guy. Um, but he, he's trying to better himself and he's training for a 50 mile 
I don't even know what that's called. A marathon or something? It's like Forrest it's, Gump. It's a, I think it's called an ultra. Wow, it's like an ultra marathon. Um, and so he just recently started training for that again. Well, guess what? He said, I think he ran um, yesterday or the day before I saw on Facebook, he ran a total of like eight miles. He was like, I was done after a half a mile, but I endured and I pushed through to get that eight miles done. But he said, yeah, I was rewarded. He was like, I found this cool running trail that I've never ran before. It was back through the woods and it was awesome. You know, he got to see God's creation through that. And so, you know, training is not always easy. It's not going to be easy training our children. There are times, you know, with your kids, your kids are, you know, what, in their late 20s, early 30s. 30s. They're in their 30s. Both of them. That's right. They're both in their 30s now. And um, sorry if I made you feel old. I just got gray hairs from that. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. But you're still training your kids. They're, your, your children, this is something that, that parents have to understand. Your kids are always going to be your kids. Exactly. You're always going to be your children's parents. Exactly. You know, now things change. Yes, I yep. understand that once they become adults, but you can still train them even once they're, they're grown. Right. And that's what God wants us to do. But training is not always easy. No, it's not easy. And it's a lot of work. So you have mom and dad are both working and, 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 I, and I'm not cutting anybody down. So don't take it like I'm cutting you down, but you have mom and dad that's working. Everybody's tired and you just like, let's put them in front of the television. Let's get dinner, put them in front of the television. Did you get your homework done? Go to bed, get brush your teeth. Boom. We start the whole cycle again. So what's up? It I go, mean, yeah. that goes, that could go on for days. Mm-hmm. And then mom and dad want to go do something on the weekends and send the kids off somewhere, or give them with their friends. You you might go mm-hmm. a month or two without having a serious conversation. And all of a sudden, stuff hits the fan. Yeah. And you're like, oh, where'd that come from? Right. Oh, we go to church every Sunday. No, it, mm-hmm. it's not what about you going to church. It's about what you've done during the week. Your, walk. your kids need yeah. you. Your kids need you. And um it's so important that you know that you realize it. So you got to train them. You got to train them to pray. You got to train them to go to God. You got to train when they're they're feeling weak. Um, you you've got to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You got to level down with them. You you got to let them know that God is the place that they need to be. You got to let them know what God feels about them. Mm-hmm. That the authority system in our country is crazy because nobody ex- respects anybody's authority. It's very hard for me to respect authority today because I don't. I think they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to respect that. So, mm-hmm. but we attach that to God sometimes too. Right. So we got to realize what God says. Yeah. And, you know, we got to, we got to train them that, you know, that to believe in Him no, no matter what happens. And, you know, and I think that when parents start to connect their, kids to God daily and also, you know, bring them to church, it's going to change their life. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that gets me the most is when I hear parents say, well, they don't like to come to church or they don't like to right. get up in the morning. I'm, I think I said yesterday, who cares? Who cares? Who cares what they think? They're 12. They're 14. Who cares? They don't, Can I just tell you, they don't have the physical and mental capabilities to make that decision mm-hmm. because they're not thinking of eternity. They're thinking for the here and now. That's why you're in their life. So on it. Use it. I love what you said second. So you didn't say it first service like this. Second service, you were like, get their butts out of bed. I don't know if you said butts. Oh, I said, yeah. I, I think like, I did. I said, smack their, I said, smack their rump. Get them out of bed, get them dressed, shove a bagel down their throat and get them to church. I think I did do that. <laughs> That's great. But it, you it goes on that one. It, it all goes back to our word. Right. It's intentionality. We have to exactly. be intentional with our kids. We have to exactly. train them. 
you know, with God's word being the foundation. And that's, the, and that's the key. God's word being the foundation, which is the truth. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Nobody wants to tell the truth today. Every, it's all fake news. It's lies coming right. from the White House, lies from the news media. Everything is a bunch of lies. And so I said, so let me give you a couple of truths. And the first truth is this, is that we need each other. Absolutely. And I said, we all get on each other's nerves from time to time. And it's true. Mm-hmm. But we need each other. We weren't meant to live this life by ourselves. Absolutely. And, um, we, you know, if there, if somebody shows up to church just to fill a seat on Sunday, you're missing out on the greatest mm-hmm. thing that God has in yep. store for you. You can't just fill a seat on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And until I believe you serve the Lord in an area at the church other than just showing up, I'm not talking about giving your money, right. not talking about just showing up. I'm talking about you literally rolling up your shirt sleeves and you, um, you, you serving the Lord. You're never going to really be connected to the church body the way you, and I don't care if you've been coming here for 50 years. Right. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. Romans 12 verses four through six. You like this? I do. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it's with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we belong to each other. In 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 his God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Mm-hmm. We all have different, you know, and I I think I said yesterday, you know, I'm not just sharpest knife in the drawer, right. and so that's where everybody else comes exactly. in. Exactly. We all make up for God puts us all in the places that we need to be yep. so we can all work together as, as a body. Yep. And um, you know, if I'm a hand, I can't do what the foot does. Right. If I'm a foot, I can't do what the head does. So we're all part of that body to make to make it go and to make and, and to yep. make that work. So Tuck out of way, we're going to be uh coming back to that verse probably again here in a few weeks. Are we? Oh yeah. I know somebody that's speaking, so yeah. Be our, our, yeah. our kick off our new sermon series in November. That'd be nice. So, you know, I told everybody yesterday, it's time for the Church of Jesus Christ to stop being divided. Exactly. We, we have to work together. We're one body, so we need to stop being divided because, I mean, here's the crazy thing. We've had people, even in this church, be divided over politics. Mm. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It is. We've had people, um, be divided by race. That's the stupidest thing, one of the other stupidest things yeah, that I've exactly. ever heard. And I, and I think I said yesterday, I say, I'm going against the culture and the world. Mm-hmm. But if you are saved, if you've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, there is no race mm-hmm. in Christ. We're all covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Exactly. That makes us all brothers and sisters. So right. stop using race as a divide to do this. Mm-hmm. And I people are like, oh, you're shortchanging. No, I'm not. I'm going the biblical worldview on For this. Sure. I'm not taking the cultural worldview. And I think I said yesterday, anytime you put the word social in front of justice, you know it's demonic. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's yep. just total... Yep. Uh, it's total demonic and some people are divided by their traditions and their preferences, my mm-hmm. likes and my dislikes. And I, I think that's the stupid, one of the other stupidest things I've ever seen. I mean, I think I said yesterday, I, I, I couldn't stand this when I was 17 years old and 40 years later, I still can't stand it. It's worse now mm-hmm. than what it was when I was 17. Yeah. And, um, give your age yesterday if people can do math. And if we are divided over anything, traditions, yep. race, yep. politics, then God's power is gone. We're, sure. we're working on on some kind of other power. Right. Or First, no power. Exactly. First Corinthians one ten says, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's he say? To live in harmony with each other. Mm-hmm. And this is the big one. Let there be no divisions. You know what that means? Traditions, your wants, your preferences, race, politics. Don't bring that into the church. Let no divisions in the church Rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. 
So I think it's time for us to stop stop working um, against each other, stop fighting against each other, and start working in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. And do what Christ has told us to do, and let Jesus' Spirit reign in this place. Yep. And let's be that church. I mean, we are at war with the world and Satan. We're not at war with each other. I'm not going to fight over your traditions. It makes no sense. Are you going to fight? You going to let me fight for mine? Mm-hmm. That would make no sense at all. That's right. the craziest thing I've ever heard. Right. Jesus had a prayer, and I think that I we've done a prayer. terrible job yeah. with this. But he says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. Yeah. I think we've done a terrible job with mm-hmm. that. I, I really agree. do. I agree. I mean, think of all the energy that we've wasted fighting each other over traditions, mm-hmm. songs. Are we going to sing hymns or are we going to do songs? You didn't sing this. You didn't do that. You didn't pray this. You didn't do a communion meditation. We've, we fought over carpet. We fought over paint and pews and concrete and stained glass windows or whatever. It is insane. Mm-hmm. It is mind-boggling. I, can I just tell you guys this if you're listening to this? I'm better than that. Mm-hmm. I know you're not supposed to be better. I am right, better than that. Right. I, I am not so much better than that. I'm not going to get involved in that. And if that's what you're involved in, that's not what we're involved. That's and, not what and we're back about. To, back to where we first started, it just takes the focus off of God. It does. And it, that is not honoring to God whatsoever. Get your focus off of you. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Get it onto the glorification of Jesus Christ. Get it onto being edified. Get it onto going to the world. Be it walking in unity. Get your compass on Christ. Because if that's all you're about, your your compass is not on Christ. Pull out that compass and look at it because you need to get back on track. Yep. You read um, yesterday from Acts chapter 2. This is talking about the early church, the first right. church in Acts. And uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 46, it says, Continuing daily... With one accord. First of all, I want to know how they fit that many people in that Honda. Is that not what that means? No, I'm just kidding. But you you asked the question, you know, you continuing daily with with one accord. How'd they do that? Right? Yeah, sorry, I'm corny. Um, you, you were like, how'd they do that? Well, they put their own preferences. They put their own agendas out of the way. They focused on God. Are you all right? <laughs> He's done. I broke him. Thank you for joining us. We're for Grounded. Oh my god. I've got dad jokes for days. Oh man. my gosh. That was terrible. It was awful, wasn't it? By the way, Sue, that was Brandon, not that, me. <laughs> that, that was, oh, what are you talking about? That was totally Craig. <laughs> anyway, go for uh, it. But you know, I, I, you, you said, you know, how do they do that? They do that by putting aside their own agendas. They put aside their own preferences. They put aside, they put aside their own likes. Mm-hmm. It was focused on the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. Exactly. You know, focused it, on the, that. Focused on what's to come. Yeah. Focused on uh, reaching out. Second thing I said, second truth, is a divine code of conduct. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 4.32. I think I read this last week, too. We To be kind to each other and tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Mm-hmm. It's huge. I'm going to tell you why Christians act the way they do. They don't forgive. Mm-hmm. They hold grudges. And I, I believe this verse could change you. I believe if you really just read this verse... Every single day or a couple times a day, it could change it. Because here's the thing. I said I said yesterday, your kindness is going to be tested before you get out. I said, you, you might be looking at me thinking, Craig, you're testing my kindness right now. <laughs> right. You know, I don't know. But we're all going to have our kindness tested because the world is not kind. It is very self-serving. It's very, it's very deceptive. Right. And the world is filled with every kind of temper tantrum. And Christians think they can get involved in that. Right. And, you, and we really can't. So my question I had for everybody is what could kindness do? Because mm-hmm. you got to go back to God. It's kindness, right. not the world's kindness, but but God's. How about Dennis Rainey's quote? It was good. It was really good. He says, good. kindness is a healing ointment that brings marriages together and allows people to work together. Kindness can undo what years of abuse has done. Mm. Kindness serves Christ with no recognition in return. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells you and me 
that we're to be tenderhearted. Yeah. And the opposite of tenderhearted is hardhearted. And I think I ask everybody, have you ever seen a hardhearted Christian? Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Hard-hearted Christians are not fun. I'm guaranteeing you, a hard-hearted Christian has not let some things go in their life. They're they're unforgiving. They're right. holding grudges. There's bitterness in their in their life. They either probably worry. They probably fill with despair. They're 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 just in face as a Christian, right? But they're not really right. allowing Jesus Christ to be the Lord um, of their life, because tender-hearted people are not going to talk bad about people. You're not going to dig your heels in. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just throw down for some stupid tradition. You're not going to throw down for politics. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to, what you're going to do is you're going to throw down to get people to follow Jesus Christ right. and the right. gospel of Christ. And, um, and, and I think we always need to remember that you're a sinner mm-hmm. and I'm a sinner mm-hmm. and God loved me in spite of that. Yep. And he made a way and provided a way for me when I didn't deserve a way. And Romans 5, 8, and 9 says, and I love this, mm-hmm. God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Didn't say why we were good, right. but why we were still sinners. Basically, you have nothing to offer. And since we have been made right in the sight of God by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Mm-hmm. It is all about what God has done through Jesus Christ. Yep. And I ask a question, are you glad that God loved you before you became lovable? I am. Absolutely. And so... You have to remember a few things, folks, that, man, you got to learn to forgive. you got to learn to let go. The Bible tells me that um, if I want my sins forgiven, I've got to forgive people. The Bible says to forgive even as Christ has forgiven you. Mm-hmm. We have a tendency to give a free pass to that in the Christian church. And I think it's I think we've done the church and God a disservice because we have allowed people to act that way with no responsibility. And I th- I, for one, am ready to change that. Yeah. Not to be mean, but to get us to be where God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, too important now. We live in the year 2022. The last two years have seemed like to me has been almost 22 years. Right. I, I don't know why. It's been the longest two and a half years of my life. And, um, but it's also been good because I've seen God move more right. in the last two and a half years than I've seen him move in probably the first 30, the last mm-hmm. 30 before that. Right. So I agree. There you go. We got through another good. one, right? It was good. We were a little longer today. We but were a little longer. Was, was I, you stuff. know, when you start popping off dad jokes and stuff, I mean, I don't know where to go from there. Hey, I do what I can. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here to be serious. I'm here to talk about the message. I'm here to. Well, some people like the longer one because I've had some people say you guys should go longer. Right. So I know a couple of them. A couple are probably like, you need to go shorter. So I, I'm just here for comedy relief sometimes too, though. Well, you are that. Hey, I want to remind you this Sunday. Inner compass again. We're talking about temptation mm-hmm. and, um, not probably what you're going to think it's going to be. So hope you guys come and hope you join us. And, uh, so we're going to look at that, setting our compass on that. Um, Brandon's already mentioned this, uh, Wednesday, October 5th, the Go and Grow crew starts. Mm-hmm. So if you want to help out, you, we can still use volunteers. That's 315 to 445. If you can't volunteer, at least pray. Um, but uh, if you can volunteer, please call the church. Guess what we have coming up next Tuesday night? Night of prayer. We do. Night of prayer. October the 11th at 6 p.m. Can I just say real quick that Go if, for it. if you are not coming to the night of prayer for whatever reason, um, you're missing out. Yeah, you are. It, it is always a blessing to get together with the church and to pray together. You know, to get together with the body and, and just to spend some time praying. Sometimes, you know, we're, we're focused on praises. 
Sometimes we we pray for requests, um, but you know it's sometimes sad, you know that that we can only get a handful of people here mm-hmm. with you know what you Craig would say is the most important thing you'll ever do. It actually is. It actually is. It's more important than any um, soccer game practice or any baseball game practice or any football or any homecoming you'll ever do. Yep. It is the most important thing you ever do, and it's a mindset. It's a mindset that Christians have to get into, but they just. It, it boggles my mind. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. So I mean, next Tuesday, second Tuesday of every month, join us here at RCC for Night of Prayer, and there that'll be good. What we believe is coming up on October the sixteenth. That's a couple Sundays away, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. So uh, that um, that's a video series. It starts October sixteenth, goes to November thirteenth. It's going to be from six to seven thirty. So you can sign up at Richwood.Church forward slash sign up. You got impressed? It. Look at you. I, I was looking impressed. right at it. You know, you can read. I can read. And then we have a common thread. That's right. Common thread. No are you, soap. Are blankets. you doing that? Am I doing? I don't know that we'll do it. We have done it in the past. No big cookies. I, is that the same thing or? Well, no, you, yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to bake them, but the, you, you don't bake the blankets either, but you also don't sew them. You tie them in. You cut, what the, I heard. cut the fringes and tie them in knots. And, and the great thing about that is, is they, Common Thread has done that for probably the last, I don't know, five, six, seven okay. years. And they take all the blankets that they make and they donate them to the Ronald McDonald House in Columbus. And so those go to families who, who need them, um, during just tough times. And so if you are able to make it, you've got the date on that. Yeah. It's, um, it's going to be, uh, they're going to meet in the fellowship hall on October the 18th. And, uh, there are two times you can meet mm-hmm. one to three in the afternoon, or you can do six to 8 PM uh, that night. And if you need more information or you want to see more things, you can go to richwood.church forward slash Women. That's correct. And that's got the. You gotta be impressed right now. I am impressed. Usually I'm looking at you. That's right. Um, you know, you can find out the information on all of the materials needed. And if you can't make it, you can still donate materials so they can make blankets as well. Yeah. Perfect. And then trunk or treat? Trunk or treat? Trunk or treat coming up on Monday, October 31st, first 5 to 7 p.m. in the Richwood Marketing parking lot. That is across from the post office, just so you'll know. And um, you can help in a couple of ways. You can help us collecting candy. We're already, did you see some of the candy in the bins? Okay. Time out. Sue, for as hard of a time as we give you, you are a saint and thank you because I had a bag of Reese's on my desk yesterday with a little sticker on it said, Happy Fall, y'all. I think she was making fun of my accent. Really? But if Christian ratted her out, he was like, Sue brought that in. Well, maybe St. Sue will bring me something because I didn't get anything on my desk. I'll give you a Reese's. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyways, yes, That's you good. can donate candy for Trunk or Treat. Um, does, does, it have a, does that have a cutoff on when candy donations are going to stop? Uh, Normally it's like... Sunday. Uh, through October 23rd. October 23rd. Yeah, through October 23rd. Yep. You can drop your candy off at any of the designated bins located throughout the church mm-hmm. um, on Sundays or during office hours, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's so right. You can, you or can that. you can sign up to decorate your, your trunk or the bed of your truck or the side of your van or whatever and hand out candy on the 31st, and you can sign up by going to richwood.church forward slash sign up. Perfect. And now we're going to pause for 10 seconds of station identification. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So that about wraps it up for the day. It does. We did. Uh, yeah, we were a little Well, over. we're not that bad. About an hour and 10, 15? An hour and 15 or 20 now. I don't know. We, we were late getting into it, so it says an hour and 28 minutes and 52 seconds right now. But 
we didn't start for like 10 minutes. So those of you who like to go for the long haul, here you go. Enjoy. This is it today, yeah. Enjoy. But at least we're not like Joe Rogan where he goes three hours. I mean, that's we could true. We go three hours and that's we, could, true. we could do that. We could. No. Let's, let's do it. Live. Live. Video. Have people call in. <laughs> That'd be fun. Anyway, yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be. So, um, hope you guys have a really good week. The weather is drastically changing and I, I hate to admit it, but, uh, my mood's going to change. Craig's going to um, be joyful. I'm going to try. Um, it was, yeah, I'm going to try. You know how much I love snow. I'm going to just cold. start printing. Printing Bible verses about joy and just taping them to your wall, taping them to your door so you read them as soon as you come in. I got to tell you something before we get off. So we're getting ready to go to bed last night, and it was chilly, you mm-hmm. know, chilly. We didn't have any heat on, and my house said like 63 degrees when yes. I went to bed. And that's fine. It's good sleeping, you know, and all that. But um got in bed, and Anita had turned her back on me, and just before I shut out the light, I told her, I said, I got to just be honest with you. I'm already sick of the cold. She never even responded, and I just shut the light out. Good night. <laughs> she wow. never even responded. <laughs> I don't blame her. I wouldn't have responded either. <laughs> oh, pray for Anita. She's a saint to have to deal with your your complaints through the winter season. Know, right? And then you complain when it gets too hot. I you complain that. if it's too windy. I do. I do not. I'm not a weather person. <laughs> so here, last winter, she did laugh at me because I got up one morning. It, there was a snow. Uh-huh. We got dumped about five inches, and I didn't know we were supposed to get it. So I walked outside, grabbed the snow shovel. She's like, I, I she's like, I was in here laughing at you because she's like, I stood at the door and I watched you, and she's like, you were like Yosemite Sam. You were like racking, sucking, sucking, fucking, fucking. Yes. That's awesome. I can see that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, yeah. Well, we do hope you have a great rest of your week, and uh, we hope that you will join us if you're in the Richwood area for our services next Sunday, 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. Um, we'll be talking about temptations. And, um, Craig, you have a great week. Hey, I will, and you also, too. Keep warm and enjoy it. Thanks. See you all.